Chicharito is back in action with LA Galaxy after winning against LAFC in the US Open Cup and also this past weekend against Austin FC. Greg Vanny's team is looking good to be a contender for the MLS Cup. We also talk about Copa Libertadores. What are the chances for MLS teams to participate in this tournament next year? We'll talk all the details, everything that needs to happen. Plus, we have the Campeón de Campeones, Campeones Cup announced in September 14th. We'll give you all the details here in Footbox USA. You are listening to Footbox USA, an exclusive podcast from Footbox. Chicharito and LA Galaxy are back. Uh, Greg Vanny's team finally uh, got a win over the weekend and also an important victory against their archie rivals LAFC. We'll talk about LA Galaxy's chances uh, in this uh, tournament and also what's to come for this team. Also, we're going to talk about Copa Libertadores and the possibility of MLS teams to play in the next year. And finally, the Campeones Cup that is finally announced after Atlas won the championship in Liga MX. Uh, we'll talk about this with Patrick Mihan. My name is Diego Arrioja. But let's start with LA Galaxy, Patrick, uh, because Chicharito is back. Yeah, he not only talked to Tata Martino last week, but also he's back scoring goals. Yeah, he's back scoring goals. The Galaxy are winning and rolling uh, against Austin FC, beating them 4-1. Um, and then a lot to talk about because Galaxy definitely has shown promise in the last few games. They have a few dilemmas um, and, uh, you know, a whole season ahead of them to obviously try and try and focus on, on, on getting closer to, 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 to being possible champions of, of any tournament. So, yeah, uh, good stuff coming and, and that we're seeing from, from LA Galaxy. Yeah, so let's talk about, about uh, Galaxy because it's not only Chicharito, right, Patrick? We, we also have uh, obviously multiple players, multiple signings, but I, I wanted to also focus on, on the attack because I, I think there's a, a young guy that we don't talk about a lot. Uh, it's a Serbian guy, right? Dejan Jovalic, who uh, actually is the Chicharito's, um, let's say that when Chicharito is not healthy, he will come in. But I think this weekend he, he was also part of that important victory, not only the US Open Cup win against LAFC 3-1, but as you were saying, also against Austin FC. Uh, this this young Serbian also has a lot of future, and I think it's it's also good for uh, for Greg Vanny, right? That if Chicharito is not healthy, or if Chicharito is not in his game, then he has another option on top, and this guy is also scoring goals. Yeah, whenever Dovozic comes in the pitch, he's always whether it's scoring goals or assisting, he's always creating opportunities for the team. Uh, like you said, it's a complicated issue because he's Chicharito's replacement, but at some point, and probably sooner than later, Greg Vanny is going to have to look at his his players and maybe decide to go with two players up top with two number nines in Chicharito and Jovic because they're both scoring goals, they're bo both doing their thing. And, you know, uh, you can't afford to 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 have a threat, a goal-scoring threat in the bench for the majority of a game when you can probably have both of them in the pitch. But the complicated part there is that, okay, how do you make them play their best game possible while they're both being out there? So it's 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 some it's some dilemma, but I'm sure it's a good dilemma to have if you're Greg Vanny. Yeah, pretty impressive what he did in 30 minutes against uh, Austin FC, right, uh, Patrick? So two goals, two assists. Uh, he only played 30 minutes. 22-year-old who came to the MLS 
uh, for a reported fee around $4 million uh, last summer from Inter Frankfurt. He's uh, definitely the future for, for this team on top. Uh, but I think overall, the Galaxy also, um, the way they're playing, I, I think it was good to to see coming back uh, after that win against LAFC, when we thought LAFC obviously were, were the favorites, right, in that US Open Cup uh, during the week. But LA Galaxy managed to to win that game. And now, you know, over the weekend, they show also, um, especially uh, towards the end of the game, that this is a team that we need to consider for uh, MLS Cup contention, right? Uh, yeah, I think uh, we need to, especially if, if your players are, are playing the way they are. Uh, Greg Vanny obviously is also a very experienced coach. He's done it before, and uh, you know, having the pressure of of coaching LA Galaxy when you know it's a team that really needs to be up there and 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 be part of the conversation. Uh, it's it's definitely their moment to the season to try and do it because they they got their star signing and Chicharito being in an absolute great level, and young guys like you mentioned Jovic or whenever they're playing, Alvarez comes to the pitch, he creates opportunities or scores goals. You know, it's a good solid team. They just need to turn it up a notch uh, to finish the season. I agree that they're finding their way. Currently, they're sitting in fifth place in the Western Conference with 23 points. Uh, First place is LAFC with 29, but I think it's good. LA Galaxy is going to be there. It's going to be in the playoffs if everything goes well. Uh, but now, now let's talk about the, I would say the topic uh, of the week and, and uh, especially involves MLS, Liga MX, obviously, but let's talk about Copa Libertadores, right? So MLS teams, they never played uh, uh, Copa Libertadores. Uh, and we know what happened with Liga MX when they stopped playing. I was back in 2017, right? That they stopped sending uh, clubs because of economic interests and also CONCACAF. It was it was a whole dilemma. But I think now it's starting to really, to you know, to come back that, that topic of bringing North American teams to play uh, in, in the, the oldest uh, club tournament that it's Copa Libertadores. Uh, first of all, Patrick, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about just, you know, the possibility of, uh, you know, bringing MLS teams uh, to this tournament uh, and what would be the impact for, especially uh, football-wise, for this uh, for this league? Yeah, football-wise, I think um, it's definitely a huge impact. Um, we all know what the type of talent that you might find in in, uh, in South America. Obviously, uh, you know it's probably not as big as before, but still, it's a very prized competition. A lot of places where you go where Maybe you don't have, you don't find the best talent, but the stadiums, the the passion behind it, really um, makes you the MLS team in this case trying to, you know, turn it up a notch when you're out there. So, I think football-wise, it definitely helps a lot. I I was talking recently with Nico Sanchez, who's an ex Rayados player, but he obviously played in the Libertadores before, and he was telling me that you know, in this case, it was Mexican teams, but he was telling me like. They need to be in La Libertadores. I mean, playing against MLS, it really will not bring your football uh, to the next level. Uh, you need to go back to playing Libertadores. And if MLS is able to take advantage of that and and you know find their way to be able to compete in Libertadores and not Liga MX, uh, it's, it will definitely be, be a big blow for the Mexican league. Yeah, and and, and this is the topic, right? Because. Um... Right now, Conmebol is trying to invite, um, you know, ideally two teams from MLS and two teams from Liga MX. But 
we know what in league mx there's there's been a lot of um back and forth and also different uh, multiple opinions from the owners about bringing you know mexican teams to to this tournament because it's economic wise it doesn't make sense um but at the end of the, of the day and uh, to your point right and what, what nick sanchez was saying is like it, it's 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 all about the quality of the game right and how how much you level up your game when you play these type of games um You, you 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 touch on the stadiums. I, I think the atmosphere is also at a different level, right? And obviously the quality of the teams. If you go to you know River or Boca Juniors or the Brazilian uh, teams, right? The important teams. I, I think it's it's just like that experience and that exposure that would give to to the players and to the teams to just get better. I think in that sense, if MLS uh, can bring two teams, or even if Liga MX end, ends up not you know bringing any teams, then it's it's a huge opportunity. Uh, for this league to grow and also to show, uh, you know, what they're made of. I think it's going to be the first time we're going to see an international uh, uh, tournament, right? With Seattle Sounders going to the the the, um, the World Cup uh, club in um, tournament next year, uh, right? But I, I think it's it's going to be these type of tournaments they they need to take advantage of, and it would be really interesting to see MLS uh, level right now with North American team. Yeah. I- They definitely have to to fix or probably, you know, go around the scheduling conflicts, the long, very long flights that will need to happen. Uh, I, I still see it as a very difficult uh, thing to happen just because of, of you know, um, logistics wise. And for I think for for the um, for the South American teams having MLS play Obviously, also Liga MX, but in this case, MLS teams playing the Copa Libertadores means uh, TV rights, you know, go to a next level, so more money for everybody. Uh, for MLS, it means you know being able to attract new audiences from the south, where they normally, you know, get very uh, put down just because uh, you know they think football in the United States. Is not at the top level, and I think we we all know that MLS can show it uh, that they're good enough to participate in this tournament. And it's just like a win-win in in all the scenarios. Uh, the difficulty will be to try and get everybody together to, you know, <laughs> take advantage of TV rights for you know have everybody you know get a good amount of money from that logistics-wise because of all the tournaments that are happening with with Concacaf. Uh, You know, MLS also has a different schedule than, than the typical one in the, in the football world. I, I think there's a lot of uh, loopholes. It's just a matter of uh, everybody getting together and trying to find the, the best way for this to happen because it's definitely a great opportunity for everybody. Yeah, no, great, great opportunity indeed. So in your mind, Patrick, what needs to happen? So I, I think from, from, from my perspective, I think the logistics can be arranged because uh, Yeah, I agree. They're long distances. Uh, yeah, really long distances that they, the team will need to travel. But the teams and, and just arranging with you know with, with MLS and US Open Cup and you know all, all the, the tournaments that they have and also the Concacaf tournaments, right? But to me, it's more about uh, economic interests and the and the end of the day. And I'm you know sadly to say, but I think it's at least from from and I hope I hope MLS doesn't look look at this way. But we know from from Liga MX, it's always about how much money they can make, right? In terms of the, the, the club owners um, and also TV rights. And it's been, to me, is more that particular um, topic that needs to get solved in order for, you know, MLS or, or Lee MX teams to play. But what, what do you think, Patrick? Do you think that's that's like the biggest hurdle that they need to 
to confront if, if they want to play in Copa Libertadores or, or there's other factors? Yeah, definitely. I think like a combination of, okay, what's the priorities for our league? You know, do we want to grow nationally, internationally? Uh, is the CONCACAF Champions League a tournament where we might need to, you know, reduce or do something different there? Uh, do we want to prioritize playing in the Libertadores just because of the exposure we're going to get all around America? But I think that's definitely the most important part because I don't see MLS being like, okay, we need to find a good market in South America because in South America, the reality is there's not the biggest money. Like MLS can definitely get more money by its own. And then and then obviously if you get, if you get, have, find opportunities with, with Europe, then even more. I think MLS is that big of a market just because it's in the United States and they kind of have the... Uh, better hand uh, when talking to the South American teams. So I think for MLS, for the league, it's a matter of them being like, okay, what do, wanna, what do we want to prioritize? Whether it's growing the brand internationally or do we want to get better playing football? Uh, and, and does that mean going to, to La Libertadores and having that You know, if if, a, if an MLS team ends up winning the Libertadores in the next few years, then that's a huge, huge, like, you know, of a message to to football in in America. Like, these guys that just started with this league are now beating like the most prestigious cup in in America. So, uh, it's an interesting one. It's just a matter of what the league wants to prioritize. And I don't know if it's uh, playing on Libertadores. Yeah, that, that's that's a good point, Patrick. I, I think if in terms of priorities, if I was, uh, you know, the MLS as a, as a whole and, you know, considering the owner, the club owners and and also from the league perspective, I would say, yeah, we need to grow internationally, right? And and we need to, to you make that impact, not only to, you know, keep bringing important players to the league, but also to win important tournaments. So if they have a chance and they have that, opportunity the table they should take it but again we'll see what happens it's going to be interesting to see how this develops but finally let's talk about a, a tournament that's going to actually happen right for two uh two teams one an mls team and the other one a liga mx uh team so after atlas fc won uh the liga mx uh title yesterday they're gonna play the campeones cup 2022 at yankee stadium against new york city fc so, so the two actual champions Uh, from both leagues uh, so it's going to be interesting a really good matchup uh, on September 14th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time at Yankee Stadium for the Campeones Cup uh, will be a really good matchup right Patrick after seeing what Atlas did this tournament and also New York City FC that you not only won the MLS uh, Cup last year but also they're, they're having a good run this year Yeah, I think um, both teams will will definitely come in in a in a good uh, in a good you know time for for both of them. Atlas is definitely surprising everybody in Mexico. They play really well, really good football. Uh, New York City FC also, also does. They have a guy like Tati Castellanos. I think the game will definitely be a very close one. We've seen games in the past for the Campeones Cup where, I don't know, Atlanta United 3, Club America 2. Like that type of game is what I'm envisioning for this one just because of how good uh, uh, both teams have been recently. We still got a little bit to go, but I think... Uh, Atlas will continue their good football and New York City FC will probably be at their peak when that time comes. So I'm excited for this game. It'll definitely be a good one. Yeah, we're going to have an excellent game right after summer. So September 14th at Yankee Stadium, Campeones Cup 
New York City FC hosting against Atlas FC. We'll have a really good campeones, campeón de campeones game. Uh, so that's it for our, our podcast today. Uh, remember to tune in and follow us on all the, the platforms to listen to Footbox USA. Patrick Mian, Diego Arrioja. Let's catch up next time. Thanks for listening to Footbox USA, an exclusive podcast from Footbox. Footbox.